This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. The TalkSport Fan Network is probably supported by Mick Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mick Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. The share it with a friend deal. Even if that friend is yourself. Your McDonald's your rules live your best morning with bogo breakfast sandwiches only on the mcdonald's app now buy one bacon egg and cheese mcgriddles or sausage egg and cheese mcgriddles and get a second one free valid for item of equal or lesser value limited time only at participating mcdonald's valid one per day excludes one two three dollar menu visit mcdonald's app for details download and registration required Welcome back to Cottage Talk. I am Russ Goldman. Joining me right now is Giannis Janais. This is our preview episode of Liverpool versus Fulham, which happens on Sunday. And uh, Giannis, we are recording this at 8 p.m. in UK time, so it's really almost Saturday Night Fulham. We'll call it Saturday Night Fulham. So we're going to be talking about that match and some other interesting little tidbits. I know you've got some thoughts on all of the handball situations. We'll talk about that as well. But I thought to get us going, my friend, I do this time and time again. I've I've done this on Cottage Talk. I just, I have to get something off my chest. And this will take me about probably about five minutes. It's what I call Russ's rant. I do this on Patriots 4th and 2. I'm now going to do it here on Cottage Talk. So, Giannis, give me about five minutes to get this off my chest. Feel free to comment on that. And uh, because I think you're going to have some very interesting thoughts on it as well. Then we will get into previewing the Liverpool match. But let's start with Russ's rant. And Giannis, we have to start here. The handball rule has been changed. It goes into effect basically for next season. But we'll see what happens with that because I've also read that each uh, league has the opportunity to change it basically when they want to. But right now, as far as I know, it is supposed to go into effect next season. So. It's just very ironic, Giannis, that this rule changes, what, maybe 12 to 14 hours after what happened with uh, Fulham and uh, what happened with Mario Lamina. And by the rule of the game at the time, it was the right call. 
Now, I've actually been on the other side of this with the Patriots with the tuck roll. So I am actually sensitive to this because my team for 20 years benefited from the tuck roll. And then it changed because honestly, if I look at it and I'm being honest with everyone, the tuck rule, again, probably wasn't the right rule. You know, and again, it probably needed to be changed, even though the Patriots benefited all these years. So we're talking about this, that by the letter of the law at the time, the Lamina situation is the right call. But Giannis, to go a day later, and change it like that, and I know that they were already talking about it, just is, is proof that it was the wrong, you know, the wrong law that, that they actually needed to change it. So thankfully that they changed it, but it doesn't help us. And that's the bottom line. And I know all Fulham fans are very upset about this, and I am too. There's no question about it. Fulham really deserved that point, Giannis. And dare I say, if they get the goal from Maja, I think they go on to win the match. That's just... We'll never know this. So this can affect Fulham season. It, it absolutely can affect Fulham season. And I was upset when it happened live. I was upset when we did full-time with Max. Max was very upset, Rachel and myself. We all talked about it. It's been a few days. And like I said yesterday, the rule gets changed. And thankfully that they change it, but it does not benefit Fulham. But on top of it, because again, Nothing's going to change, but I don't want that ruling, that law, to be the reason why Fulham go down. So that's why the second part of my rant is there are several matches left, Giannis. The season is still in Fulham's hands. They need to get the points. They need to win matches. So... I understand everyone's upset about this, but I don't want it to come down to that one single point that we look back at it, Giannis, and say, you know what? We got robbed in that match. No, no, no. Fulham still have the opportunity to actually use this as fuel, my friend, because they should feel that that uh, that this was the wrong call, even though by the letter of the law it was, that they should feel that, again, they were robbed. But you know what? They need to use that, and they need now to win matches. Use it as fuel. And I don't want that to come down to that point being the difference because, again, when I really look at it, Giannis, and this is the third part of my rant, if Fulham do not stay in this division, fans can point to that one point. Say it is a one point. I'm here to tell you I'm going to point to the lack of goals, the lack of scoring, because we have – come leaps and bounds from the beginning of the season. But you know what? It will come down to scoring. And we could talk about and you've mentioned before, Giannis, having an out-and-out striker. Now they had Mitro, and and, uh, it just hasn't worked out. But I'm going to look at it a little bit differently, and I'll say as a team, they need to figure out ways to get more goals on the board, to get the points, and eventually get more victories. I don't want it to come down to that point. If they do not stay in this division for me, it'll simply be the lack of scoring, Giannis. And that will be sad because they've done so much this season, and I really like this team. So I don't want it to come down to that decision with Mario Lamina. They need to start scoring goals, and they need to start getting points. I don't want that to be the excuse. 
So it's on Fulham. It's in Fulham's fate to get these victories. That's my rant, my friend. Your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I think think we were all really pissed off uh, at the decision, the Lamina decision, and and, and notwithstanding the fact that I felt that at that time uh, Jose had made substitutions and we were starting to really dominate them in film, and I felt if we'd scored that goal, uh, we were going to go on and win it. See, I'm with you. And so it's it's not I'm not um, it's not sour grapes. I just thought we were. I mean, first half we played okay, and then I mean, they scored their goal, and and that was really I think it just an individual area that error error that culminated in, in the goal. But then second half I thought we we woke up. Um, Scotty changed things around. Uh, but you know, Des on the on the comment section just said that you know a Burnley handball today against Arsenal. There was the, that's right. The cut the Kante non call, um, Chelsea against Liverpool. Uh, to me, it's become a, a giant disaster. And um, Scotty said that it's just made the game sterile, and you can't even celebrate anymore because you just don't know what's going to happen next. He's right. And um, I think we've got a systemic problem as well. I mean, I I keep close tabs on the championship. And um, the championship this year is having an even worse year in terms of refereeing um, than last year. A lot of problems down there. So the standard of refereeing has become a problem. But in a league where you have VAR that's supposed to support that, you do have to use common sense. And I think that um, it felt like a real kick in the gut to to most, if not all fans. It was... um, um, it was it was it was it was very very disappointing, and uh, we just have to um, we have to brush it off. And you're right, it's in our hands now. We just have it to, is Giannis. It, yeah, we have to go it, to Anfield and get something and see if we can start the ball rolling again. Exactly, and uh, you know, and listen, and to that point, that it's in Fulham's hands, right? They're behind, but again. The more they win, the more they put pressure on these other teams. And and while we're doing this show, I'm watching Brighton Hove Albion take the lead from Leicester City. Okay. I'm watching this right now. It's actually live as we do this show. And we are looking at the other teams around us. But you know what? Ultimately, Fulham can really decide what's going on unless a team like Brighton or Newcastle United win out, which you know is not going to happen. They have the ability to, like you said, do something special. I thought the Tottenham match, I called that a win. I actually predicted a win. And yes, you, did. you you said that the tougher match was going to be the Spurs match, and you felt better about the Liverpool match. So we'll, yeah. we'll get your prediction about that. But again, what's interesting, Giannis, when you watch these matches and you watch the Tottenham match, and what's crazy about it is, is over the 90-plus minutes, Fulham were the better team. They were the better team. They, for for longer periods of this match, they were the better team. But as we know, it's not about who plays better. It's who scores the goals and who ultimately wins the game. So they won the game. But it also showed me that going back to my rant, it's in Fulham's hands because if they can start scoring goals and that leads to more points and especially victories then they can put this situation with the handball, put that aside. Like I said, they can be ticked off about it, but use it. Use that. Say we need to be just a little bit better. 
Why were we in this situation in the first hand? We should be scoring more goals, Giannis. We need to be more critical of ourselves. We should not put ourselves in a situation where we let a rule affect our results. So they need to not be perfect, but they need to be better. They need, they need to be more lethal. They need to be more clinical. So that's kind of where I'm going on it because it's all great that Fulham can compete against all these teams. Maybe not Man City. We'll find out next week. But look at the difference from this season to two seasons ago. It's night and day, Giannis. We're in all these matches. You know, we are playing with these big clubs, and we belong with them. That's a huge thing, my friend. Yeah, and what makes it sadder is, is, is I said to you, the pregame against um, Spurs, I thought we've, ad- we've, ad- we've, ad- we've attached, um, you know, there's, there's been a connection with this particular group of players. And there's been, um, you know, there's just, yeah, it's it's an attachment. It's been, we've become really attached to these players. And, I know I And have. to the coaches, and I have as well. And that's, um, and, and it's difficult when, you know, there have been a number of decisions this year that I've been, frankly, I mean, I'm still fuming at the, the Metro um, penalty decision up at Bramall Lane. Um, there was the, the Anderson one I mean just horrendous yeah. and it's just and it just seems to happen again and again and again um and it just um I'm really getting bored of hearing people say that we're a great playing team and and you know we play a good style and we've got an outstanding young coach um if we're going to be in the same division as Sheffield United next year or West right. Brom Right, and right. that's I, my I point, Giannis. I'm, I'm sick of that too because I want to stay in this division. I want us to be yeah. here. But you know what? They're not doing enough. And I'm sorry if that might tick people off, but they're not. They're not doing enough. And, yes, we can point to these decisions that have gone against Fulham. I'm, I'm there with everyone on it. But ultimately, they're just not scoring enough, Giannis. And I, I, I can't get past that, you know? You know, it all looks good, but – you need to be clinical and you need to be doing more and they're just not doing enough. And, and hopefully, hopefully that's going to change. Cause I, cause I really yeah. like this team. It, it's funny because Lamina, you know, Mario Lamina has never probably had as much mention in the media in his life as he did after Thursday night's game, which is lucky, which is good for him. Yeah, because he missed an absolute sitter uh, oh. just before halftime. Oh, and 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 that um, that was a, a killer. I had a feeling then. You thinking going in halftime, your goal up, and then all of a sudden, you know, you got momentum and Spurs are going to start getting stroppy. Jose will start, for, you know, just getting stroppy and doing his stuff. And that's, be, I mean, the, the deluded world we live in. The BBC website, people can vote in, and they had Gareth Bale as man of the match. I still can't believe Where, that. What, I don't know what, what these people were they, watching. What were they watching? I mean, he was anonymous. Ali made some good, good runs, but didn't do a lot. Some comfortable first touch. The man of the match was Anderson. Anderson by a country, a country Viking. 
He was he was the man of the match. I don't care Absolutely. what team you follow. It was it Anderson. Just, it was Anderson all all um all the way. And uh, you know, I mean, the players that have gone into the change room very angry after the game. Right. And said, "Well, but you are right. If you look at Palace, we had chances we couldn't finish. Um, Burnley, we win a goal up. See, I think those the, are the opportunities slip. where where I'm going to be looking at more than what happened here against Spurs." The missed opportunities, Giannis. Yeah, and and you know that I was uh, any of you listening and watching go onto the Fulham website and they did an update to the to the to the Riverside stand and it looks yes absolutely fantastic. Oh, it looks great, um, Giannis. It looks beautiful. I'm thinking it does. You know, if we could welcome all these fans back, it's going to look like oh. a real. And the way it, our Hammersmith Road and so our Riverside stand end is higher than any. Stand at Stamford Bridge, which means we sort of effectively look down, which is great. And um, I don't want to, I really don't want to be playing, um, and I mean the greatest respect, I don't want to be playing Luton Town. Um, with that brand new stand. I, yeah, I'm, I just, I'm there no. with you. I'm yeah. there with you. They were showing the have, views right. of it, and the views are going to be spectacular. Yeah, I think we've got to just, um, we've got to hunker down and we've got to put our chances away. And I think. Right now, a critical thing will be what sort of lineup does Scotty put out, considering that we're seven games unbeaten on the road. We're playing a Liverpool side that, that have lost, for the first time in their history, five consecutive home games. I know. Um, yes, they've been beset by injuries, but but having Mane, um, Firmino and Salah up front still frightens the bejeevers out of me. Oh, it should. Yeah, and then you look at their, ba- their bench and, and the quality they can bring off. But I think... Um, this is the sort of game where we should go up there and have a go. And I need us to be, I think we need to be brave tomorrow. I think we I, need to really go up there and just go and not do the, I just think we should make our intent clear and say, let's, we're going to go do what we did to them at the cottage, which is we went, we were bold and went at them and see if we can um, get a result. I do think our, our ball possession philosophy is going to be a problem for Liverpool because they're used to having touches on the ball. And I think the less they see they get on the ball, I think the more nervous they'll get. Um, And even the comments from Robertson after the game showed that, you know, the players are unravelling a little bit. The fans we know are unravelling a bit. Uh, Everton are playing well as well, which probably doesn't help them any. Um, They're the champions and deservedly so, but they're going down with a whimper. So, um, It's nerves all around. It's going to be an interesting game in terms of analysis and where it's going to go. Absolutely, Yannis. And let's uh, transition and start talking about the Liverpool match. And I want to start here because, again, you know, listen, it's difficult because when I look at Liverpool and it's hard not to look at the matches that they've lost at home, like you said, five, they've they've lost the last five at home. And now you're thinking, how can they possibly lose six at home? But here's the thing. Why can't they? Why can't Fulham go to, to Anfield and do the exact same thing that other teams have done? So I don't want that to be an excuse that they can't do it. Is it going to be difficult? Of course, because you're playing at Anfield. You, they have so much talent. And Giannis, you just brought up the three players up front. But Giannis, I just heard the argument that that Bale and uh, Son and Kane were were the best in the league. So again, if you're if you're saying that, and Fulham did a, a pretty good job on those guys, and then if you want to throw Deli Ali in the mix, 
Well, hello. They only gave up one goal to Tottenham Hotspur. Why can't they keep this team quiet like they did the last time? And that's going to lead me to talk about the first matchup. You already talked about it. So when you look at that, is that a blueprint for this upcoming match, or do you have to change things up a little bit? What did you get out of this, That that, and what do you think Scotty can use from that? Or does he look at what they did the first time, or does he think, you know what, they're going to be expecting that. We need to change things up a little bit. Well, we had the 12th man that, 12th man that day. We had the, the 2,000 fans, and that That's was... Right. I mean, I was. It, yeah, we don't have me, that this time. No, and he gave me goosebumps. Uh, we're not not we're not noted to be among the noisiest crowds in the, in the Premier League anyway. But we those two thousand sang sang their hearts out, and um, they were brilliant. And that's great. But I think I heard a comment from I think it was from Jolian Lescott last night in the in the uh, on the Premier League show, and he said Anfield is an extremely intimidating place to play. But I would rather play um, their very, very strongest side with no fans than play their weakest side with fifty thousand fans. Yeah, because Anfield is a different kind of stadium. It's a, it's, a, it's a, almost a coliseum. It's, there's an aura about it. Right. And um, it, it's, you know, I think a lot of teams have struggled this year. Brighton, I know, are leading now, but they've only won one game all year. We've struggled all year. And we've been, and then you've got teams like United have, you know, gone unbeaten 21 games away from, they've not lost away from home this season. And we've, we're unbeaten for seven. So I don't think we should have anything to fear because there'll be no fans. Um, I think we're going to know they're wounded. They're going to know that we're wounded, but they're going to have one eye against, um, ahead for the, you know, Rasensport Leipzig game on Wednesday. And um, we should go in there and have a, and have a right go. And um, there is still 11 games to go. You think we've got a lot of mid-table teams we have to play yet after City. Um, Arsenal don't, Arsenal are beatable. We still have to play Burnley at home. We still have to play Leeds, Villa and Wolves. And um, I think um, they're beatable too. So, you know, th- there's, there's a lot to play for. And we still have to play Newcastle. So lots of points. Yeah. Um, and maybe we're just. This is all going to be for some crazy decision. It's going to come come um, at some point. But I do. I do think if we can um, um, get lots of touches on the ball early, I think that's going to be the key. Take possession. Yep. You're away from home. Let's see how long before they start to unravel a little bit. There was a substitution of, of Salah. Um, on on Thursday, which actually I'm in the minority. I agreed with it. Um, because his body language looks all wrong. Um, there's not a lot of energy. There's not a lot of sync between the three up front right now. Um, midfield, they're desperately missing Jordan Henderson. I was going to bring that up, Giannis, because I think that's a huge factor in this upcoming match. Yeah, I think it's a huge, huge factor. And now, of course, they are going to have. They are going to be um, a centre back down because it looks like Kabak is not that's right. available. I read that too. So then, what does you know? What does that look like? Who who goes into the centre back position? Um, you know, I mean, Fabinho came back, um, but the, the, there's obviously problems there. Allison has had a very tough time professionally and obviously for, personally with the death of his father, um, and um, you know they're a very wounded animal right now, and yet they're still in the Champions League, and 
they've got a really good chance to go to quarterfinals and they've still got a lot of quality because you can't look at them and go, oh, front three can't score at the moment. Good God, they could if they get going, then we're, we can be in some trouble. But we might as well have a go at them. I don't think we've got anything to lose. And See, forget, I agree with that. Yeah, Newcastle have West Brom tomorrow, and I think that's going to be a very, very tough game for them because Callum Wilson is their top goal scorer. Ten, he's out. Sam Maximin is out. Almiron is out. You've really basically got a Dwight Gale who's got one goal all year. Andy Carroll has got one goal all year. Um, they've got um, Shah is out. So really, and, and West Brom look like they have something about them where they can grind out results. They played well against Everton, I thought. In they the did. Um, Richarlison again scoring, playing well. But I think they're going to give Newcastle a lot of problems. And if we can get something tomorrow and West Brom can take Newcastle, then the Spurs thing will be forgotten and we can move That's on right. to City. And That's City right. just, and City's a throwaway. I just, right, right, yeah. right. That's why, you know, and again, that's why I was putting a lot of stock in the um, Spurs match because I thought that was an opportunity based on the first time the team's played. So that's why it, it does hurt. But you know what? You know, and we'll go through predictions. I know you feel strongly that Fulham can get something from this match and we'll, we'll talk about it. But like you said, it's still an opportunity. It, it really is an opportunity to to play against Liverpool. You know you can play with Liverpool if, if you're the phone players in Scott Park. You've already done it. So you can do it again. All right. So, Giannis, you've talked a little bit about Liverpool season so far, and what do you think has gone wrong? Is it injury-related, or is it a hangover from winning the league? Is it Klopp? You know, is it a combination of everything? What has gone wrong for Liverpool? Well, the loss of Van Dijk was massive, and he, he's the best centre-back in the world. And one of the reasons he's such an incredible defender is, is, is not just his range and his mobility and his heading and his, his first touch and two-footedness. It's distribution of balls. He's a fantastic passer of a ball. And um, you take that out. and You take your best player out of every team. Um, you see a massive drop-off. I mean, you take Grealish out of... You know, you take Grealish out of Villa. You take Jimenez out of Wolves. Um, you, you see the huge difference. It's a huge yep. drop off. You take, as you say, you take Callum Wilson away from Newcastle. So that was that. And then just injuries kept piling up. They've had eighteen centre back partnerships. Um, so that's very difficult. If you imagine if that happened to us, we'd have, you know, Monsieur Edouard and. Um, <laughs> Maxime Le Marchand would still be with us, and he'd be at centre-back. So, I mean, if he can't do anything for Antwerp, you can imagine what's going to happen for us. So they've struggled. Jordan Henderson was a massive blow because Jordan, yep. Henderson, Jordan Henderson is the glue that holds that. It holds it all together, all together. Um, I've expect I expected a little bit more from Thiago. Um, he's got obvious quality, but he seems a little bit lost. Um, I'm not going to put this on Klopp. I think, okay. he's, I think they look tired. Um, I think it's been so unusual with COVID and, it sh- you know, the, the space between the seasons and they just look like a tired team. They look like a tired team that yep. are run out of ideas. And, and if, if truth be told, and even Liverpool fans have to agree with this, City have the better squad. I mean, they really, they do. their rotational policy, they seem to, you know, Salah's in a team. If Salah was at City, Salah wouldn't start every game because they'd be players to come in, yeah. And uh, but at Liverpool he is expected to. And to be fair to Klopp, 
he just thought he wasn't getting enough. He wasn't seeing enough. He, he said he'd look tired and he has the right to do that. He's the gaffer. Uh, yep. I think Mo Salah's agent maybe needs to keep shut the hell up because he's always moaning in the media about maybe Mo leaving. That's, it doesn't, that doesn't go well with the players or the fans. But um, I think they look a little tired and they've lost players and they've lost some equilibrium and they just don't look the same side. And um, But this will probably be the same side the next year will come flying out of the traps and hammering teams for fun. So okay. um, they're still a great side. They scored seven on Palace. They can, they're just in a, a poor run of form where they don't have a lot of confidence right now. So it's a good time to get them. Well, that's the whole thing, Giannis. Is it or is it not? I still think it is. You know, I know that they've lost all these matches at home. I still think it's a good time. Mm-hmm. The the uh, law of averages say that that they're going to clobber someone at home. Let's hope it's not Fulham. But again, I haven't seen evidence that Fulham are in that type of uh, team that 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 could really get destroyed by Liverpool. I, I just don't see it. But again, we shall see. Okay, coming up next, Giannis and I really break down this match, and we'll end with our prediction for the match. Okay, Giannis. Let's start here. Let's start with key players for Liverpool, okay? You've talked about the players that are out. Henderson's out. They now have another center back that is out. But you just have to look up front of all the firepower. But is that key for them? Who, if you're Scott Parker, you're thinking you need to shut down the three up front. But what about, is there someone else that concerns you for this match? Because it's easy to talk about those three. Yeah, I mean that's the that's that's the first focal point. I'm I'm sure Mo Salah is going to come out like a greyhound from the traps. Um, we've got to keep an eye, I think, on on on. As I said, Thiago's not been yep. tremendously consistent, but I still rate what he can do in terms of his reading of the game. Wijnaldum can always chip in, and he's he's, he's a very hard worker. And I, of the three front men, if if you said to me, okay, if you were going to pick one of them that you take, it might it, for me it would be Sadio Mane because. Mane works tremendously hard off the ball. He doesn't quit. His, his body language is always pretty consistent. Doesn't get ruffled. Salah scores goals, but but when he's not having a good day, you can see it. And he looks off. And he, I mean, he really has to be daft if he doesn't think that the game against Chelsea, he didn't look, you know, on top of his game. And you look at back at what Tuchel yep. has done. Callum Hudson Odoi and people said, "Well, what's that all about?" Well, we can guess all we want, but he's seen something he doesn't like. He's given him a job to do, and he's not gone out and done it. Done it. And if he's not done that job, he, he doesn't stay in the field. And I'm good with that. I think any coach will tell you, I'm probably I'm one of the world's worst. I, I, I was the one that um, because in amateur football you can you can have as many subs and da da da. And I was notorious that if in the first five minutes of a game. I saw a player or two that weren't at first touch was off. I mean, because you do a warm up and what have you and stretches. Yep. And you see the first touch is off and thing. I, I yank them off. I was the uh, world's worst at that. That's right. Off you go. Sit down. Because you should be ready and you're not ready. You're not showing me in the first five, ten minutes of a game that you're ready to get into the game. You have to hit the ground running. Not the same luxury for professional football, obviously. But I think coaches reserve the right to do that. Then players are either following a plan, a prescribed plan. Yep. providing the sort of energy that's required, the sort of communication that's required, the sort of work rate that's required. And obviously, Klopp didn't see that from Salah. And if he didn't see it from Salah and he thinks his fatigue 
then absolutely, I back him a hundred times out of a hundred. Same with Scotty, did the same thing as well. You got to back the managers. You got you got to hope that they know what they're doing. Klopp has, Klopp doesn't need anybody questioning whether he's doing the right thing or not. He, he does the right thing. He's a fantastic manager. Right? Yes, he I, is. He's an absolutely fantastic. Come manager. on, he, you know, yeah. regardless of the season. Come on, I mean, yeah, that's... He's, been, yeah. he's been, he's been. I think he's been. I think he's been a fantastic manager, but he's been fantastic for the city of Liverpool because it's not just what he's done for Liverpool, but it's what he's done for Everton. Because Everton fans have looked up. I think that a lot of the reason to get an Ancelotti was because you've got a Klopp. You need to get right. someone in, a big name, who's got a, a, a big reputation, who's been to Europe, who's done it all, who's won the, the Premier League. So it was, a, it was a, okay, now we've made our first move. What are you going to do? And if you look at Everton now, I don't think it's any lack of coincidence that they're, they've got the same number of points on the table. I think, I think Everton have a, um, I still think they're two or three players short in terms of depth. But Ancelotti has improved a lot of a, a number of players. Richarlison's a great yep. example of that. So I think for the city of Liverpool, Klopp has done great, great things, and he's having a, a challenging time. And we hope it continues after tomorrow. But um, he's done great things wherever he's he's gone. Yep. And um, you know, Liverpool fans, are most one, most will be loyal and say, you know, that's fine. It's not easy at the moment. Boom, boom, boom. Right. We're still in Champions League, so. Um, but I just think it's been a lot, a number of things, just to answer the point, the number of things that have sort yeah. of gone wrong and you know, it's culminated into where they are right now. Okay. All right, Giannis. Let's move on to form. And uh, I don't have your starting 11. Um, we'll get to that in just a second. But just in general, who do you think has to play well for form tomorrow? Who, who's key for form? And that'll also give me an idea of who, who you would pick as your starting 11. But, um, who do you think really needs to step up? Two players. One obvious, one not so obvious. The obvious one is Tosin. Okay, um, that's a good one. I thought, um, we, let's look back to that goal. Um, yep. The own goal. It's not the own goal. You score own goals. No, it's happen. where he was. It's where he was. He went galloping up the field like a, a three-legged gazelle. Um, and we've seen from Anderson... Anderson's, I'm looking at Anderson's, I'm Anderson and I'm thinking, Jesus, he's a bulked up version of, of Breda. I mean, he, 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 when he comes forward, he comes forward with purpose. I mean, Absolutely. real purpose. The guy passing can is unbelievable. Yes. It's unbelievable. So you say, okay, well, because certain players can do that, that's fine. Tosin isn't that build and Tosin doesn't have that skill and he's younger. So he went galloping up the field and then before you know it, he's out of position and now you've drawn, the strikers have nipped on it. Suddenly they've flooded us. The balls come in. Tosin's done tremendously well to come back, to come back and cover Deli Ali, but but it, it's flicked it off him and it's gone in the back of the net. I think Tosin's been a little bit off the boil the last few games, and I think we've been lucky that Anderson has been that good the last few games because that has saved us. I don't think Tosin played particularly well against. I'm just thinking. Uh, I don't think he played particularly well against Burnley. Uh, he looked a little bit out of sorts against Sheffield United, um, and. He's going to need to improve his game here because right now we really have nowhere else. We're not going to bring Timmy in. Timmy, no, in. it's just it's just Tosin it's and Anderson. It's that's that's it. So I think that you know Anderson, being the tremendous professional he is, I wouldn't be surprised if he he sits down with him and gets in his ear a little bit and says, "Look, we need against a team like Liverpool, you need to make sure you, you have discipline in the position." Because you can't have overloads, and and really the overloads will come if you go dancing at the box. If you get yep. out of the box, if you're going to do it, you've got to pick your moments, and you've got to, preferably where you see a gap in the middle, 
you know, if you see a gap between Thiago and, and, and uh, Wijnaldum, assuming they're going to play in the middle, okay, fine, but that's going to be once a game that you do that. I can do it two, three times, maybe even four times a game, but you can only do it once because of where you are in your skill set. So I think Tosin's a key. The other key, the not so obvious one, is actually going to be Mitrovic. Okay. Because Mitro, Mitro starts for me tomorrow. Um, okay. I think that um, I thought Maja worked very, very hard uh, against Spurs. He was extremely unlucky with the disallowed goal. Um, but I think we should. I think he needs a break. And I think that Mitro did enough coming off the bench where there was. I thought his movement was good. I thought his first touch was decent. You could see from his body language he was up for it. This is a game he should put up for. Hey, if you get promoted from the yep. championship, what are the games you? What are the clubs that you think of? Uh, I think the City, Liverpool, United, Chelsea, Tottenham, Arsenal, Everton, those seven. So he should be up for this. I think he will be. I think that um, um, this would be the perfect time for him to come good. Uh, you know, he's 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 lost a little bit of faith from us as fans. But, you know, whatever issues he's had, we don't care. We still love him. He's, right. he's here. And I think this is a good game to start him. I really, I really do. I think, I think give, let's give Madra a break and let's use him as an option 2025 off the bench. Um, if we're nil nil or we're chasing the game and see if he can, he can pop up and do something. Um, but I, so I think he's an, he's an, a not so obvious um, choice. But I think he can. Um, I think he can make an impact in the game. Okay, Giannis. All right, good stuff. All right, let's now transition and, and uh, let's look at because I like doing this on the show from both perspectives. How does Liverpool win this match? Uh, how does Liverpool win this match? Um, they're gonna. I know in hockey, you get a lot of these. Um, you know, players only meetings. They even a lot, lot of the sports. And um, they, the good news for them is they don't have much time after the Chelsea game. Most teams and most players will tell you that if they've had a poor performance, they really need to get back on the horse and quick. So that's that. Um, they can't look further than Fulham. They've got to look at Champions League. They have to try and find a way to get possession of the ball and move the ball quicker and a greater synergy between the midfield three. And I'm assuming they're going to start um, Thiago and um, uh, Wijnaldum and Jones. Yep. Um, and get them and the three strikers. Now, they do have Jota, Jota back. They do. But the problem with Jota, I mean, I know Liverpool fans are very excited about him coming back. And let's be honest, he was playing he was playing lights out um, when he got injured. But he's only had 28, 30 minutes of action. And you're not going to... You're not going to start him in a game like this. It would be foolish to do so. So um, you're going to have Salah, Firmino, and Mane, unless Klopp goes rogue and puts Oxlade-Chamberlain up front on the right instead of Salah to send uh-huh. a message. Look, I'm not saying he'll do that, but I mean he, he'd have every justification yep. to do that um, and try and get an early goal. I think if Liverpool get a goal, it'll settle down the nerves and. You know, things always look better with a goal. But the longer sure. that we stay in the game, the longer I think they're going to um, have reservations and, and nerves are going to set in. And um, the greater the chance we got of nicking something. Okay. All right. It's time for how does Fulham win? I don't want to talk about getting a point. 
because again, I'd like a point, but I would rather have a win. Okay. How do they win this match, my friend? Uh, they're going, they're going like an angry, pissed off army, but feel that feels like the whole world is against them and the systems are against them and just have this attitude of, we don't care. Last night, Russ, I was fuming. I was watching the, the Premier League shows on yep. TV and, and one said, you know, it would be an absolute miracle if we won at Anfield. <laughs> and I thought, you, and my first thought is you dirty hippie. You dirty, dirty hippie. How dare you How dare you discount the achievements of a team that have drawn it 11 away from home, that have scared the bejeebas out of teams, gone to the King Power and Goodison Park and got I would say they, they beat Everton and Leicester City. Yeah, I know. We've... We've got some very good. Why can't they? Really why, well. why can't they go to Anfield? Because it's little Fulham. That's what it is. It's little. Yeah. Old, it's little old West London Fulham. Everybody loves Fulham. Little. It's like your. It's like your cute cat. You know. Oh, come and have a stroke. Yeah, oh, meow. It's the same thing, my friend. It, it's it's the lack of respect. And we don't uh, get any respect. No, we 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 totally do not. And uh, like you said, it's it's uh, it's lovable Fulham. You know. Wow, we love Craven. This, this is the stuff I, I hear from journalists all the time. We want Fulham to stay in the league, Giannis, because we want to see them play at Craven Cottage. You know what? I don't care about. I don't care about you. You know. You know, and uh, I don't care about that. I, I hear about how it's such a great place to cover a sporting event, and again, I don't care about that. No, and and you know, I'm and then conversely, you know, I'm sick to crap of hearing about Leeds United. Oh, I'm, you know, um, somebody last night, I think it was Julian Lescott. Yep. said, oh, it's great for the Premier League to have a club like Leeds um, back in. And I'm thinking, okay, wh- what are we looking at? We're looking at the, the, the past glories of the 1970s under Don Revy. <laughs> when, you know, when By Leeds the way, United I just were... I just watched again the damned United. I just watched it again. I mean, if, if I, and for, for, I know there's many fans of my age. Uh, Russ, if you get the chance, there was an incredible, I think, moment or half an hour of history um, back in 1974, where they did, Yorkshire TV did an interview. I watched it. I watched it a while back. And you'd it's never fantastic. see that. I've it is fantastic. It. Oh. And that was with Don Revie and Brian Clough, and it was on the day that Brian Clough had been sacked as manager of, uh, of Leeds United. I watched the um, real interview, you know, because, again, it's oh. in this movie, The Damned United. They 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 talk about it. But, yeah, and, uh, they, yeah, and he didn't – I mean, who came out better in the end? It was actually Cloughy, because Revy. Revy yep. went off to England, and then he he decided That's to right. go to, to UAE. Right. Cloughy went um, went uh, to Nottingham Forest, Derby's main east, uh, Derby County's main east, right, east Midlands rivals. Um, won the league with gr- superb teams. Won two what would be Champions Leagues. In what was you know Nottingham was considered a small market club, and with Peter Taylor, he created yep. this aura. This this air of brilliance. Um, and I think I've read every single book ever written by or about Clough. I think he's the, he's my, my favorite manager of all time by a country mile. I think he's, I found him very fascinating and a little tragic as well. Cause he had some, some, some issues off the field with, with alcohol, whatever. But um, one of the things was, you know, he went to Derby and he won the league. He went to Forest and he won the league. And it was, you know, they say, Oh, little old Derby, little old Forest. Well, you look at us, and, and we don't get the respect we deserve. No. And I was thinking, Marcelo Bielsa, Bielsa's done a very good job, but um, they leak like a sieve. 
Um, they've been hammered in some games. Uh, and, you know, one game I'm looking forward to is us playing them. At the oh, I, I'm stopping. so excited for that because yeah, I, stuff I like think turkeys. I, I got to be honest with you. I'm counting on that as being a Fulham victory because I truly believe Fulham are going to do a number on Leeds United. And listen, there are other teams, you know, I'll throw Wolves in there. I'll even say yep. going on the road to Aston Villa. You yep. know, it's funny because I've already seen some of the comments in the comment section. We're running out of matches. Yes, this is true, but I will also say there are winnable matches coming up too. There are actual winnable matches. You know, again, we'll throw out Man City. I think this match against Liverpool, with all respect to Liverpool, all the respect in the world, the champions, they deserve our respect. Fulham yes. can go in Anfield and win the match. I'm going to say it right now. They can do this. And they probably have a little bit of, of a chip on their shoulder from what just happened to them. So they're probably angry, upset. They probably feel like they might have something to prove. I'm telling you, they can, even though Liverpool have lost all these matches at home, it can still continue. It's in Fulham's hands. Like I said, I keep going back to this, Giannis. Their fate is in their hands. They can play with these teams. Now they have to beat these teams. I'm yes. sick of just playing with them. Beat yes. them. We've seen yeah. them beat Leicester City. We've seen them beat Everton. Why can they not beat Liverpool? They can beat Liverpool if they play the way that I know they can play. I, I truly believe that. Anyways, yeah. all right, my friend, I'm, I'm getting all fired up. No, so, it's all good, man. It's all good. <laughs> all right. All right. To finish up the show. Now, this is going to be interesting because I really want to get your starting 11. And I want to talk about some of the players in regards to your starting 11 or just in general, the full players, because I've got some thoughts on it as well. So give me your starting 11 and also formation, because I think this is interesting. Do you go revert back to three at the back or are you going to play a flat back four? And what do you think Parker is going to do? I t- I'm going to say four, four, two, um, but I'll okay. tell you what, I'll tell you what, um, if we had a, if we had an equi center back, Tosin wouldn't start tomorrow. But we don't. I mean, we don't. We, we, we've got Ream and we've got Hector. Okay. It is what it is. So the, the back four for me um, is going to be uh, Aina, uh, Anderson, Tosin, and Robinson. I thought Robinson had a decent game. Winner, and that, I mean, that fantastic run that led to the... Giannis, would you consider Tete for this match? Because I, I think, you know, I think he deserves a start. Nothing against, uh, nothing against Robinson, but do you think that potentially that Tete deserves, you know, especially against Liverpool. I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm thinking Tete might be a good shot shout here. What, what are your thoughts? Well, it'd be a, t- it'd be a tactical switch. I mean, it, uh, I don't think Robinson's done it. I don't think Robinson did anything wrong on th- Thursday. Uh, I thought I okay. had a decent game and I thought, I mean, Anderson was, was well, was frankly world-class and, um, and Ariola, another huge save, the header off Kane. I mean, it, I marvel. I marvel, Ariel. Just, he's, I mean, just impossible not to love the guy. I, I, I'm gonna. I, I'm still gonna go with Robinson. But it, but if Teddy comes in, I, I wouldn't have a problem with it. Um, he, I mean, he, and he can't can cross the ball, but he's he's good and and um, so I don't. It wouldn't be a drop off. I just have the feeling he's gonna go for Robbo. The midfield is the one I'm I'm really really okay. struggling with right now, um, because. Um, but I'm, I'm going to be brave here in how I'm going to play this. I think, I think they play. Um, I think they play. Uh, I think you put Reed as as a, 
You put Reed as the four. Okay. Um, I think I would. I think you put um, Angisa and Loftus Cheek in the middle in front of the four, with with um, Loftus Cheek pivoting towards the eight. And I I know that there's people going to be throwing things at screens right now. I was going to say, could this yeah, be because, a match where you actually sit Ruben Loftus Cheek? No, no, I wouldn't. I I. Okay. I I did. I look. I, he. I didn't think he played particularly well Thursday. I, okay. I really. I, I really don't. I don't think. No. But he still has that ability to produce that that little bit of magic. The other alternative is to make sure. Is do you have Lamina and and Gisa in the Gisa. middle? But then you know, for me, Caviero shouldn't start. Even though I thought he was okay Thursday, I just think that. Um, that I, to me, it has to be something. It's either he brings you something who has the potential to bring you something. And with Loftus-Cheek, uh, Loftus-Cheek can be a distraction because of his footwork. And you always get the feeling he can create something out of nothing. Um, but then again, Scotty might surprise us. But I think that's what I'm gonna, I'd do. Okay. I'd go Reedy, um, Angie. So give Lamina a bit of a break. But Lamina had a decent game Thursday. Lamina, Loftus-Cheek. And then up front, um, I would put Mitro and Lookman. Um, okay. I don't think Lookman. Uh, I didn't think he had a particularly good game on Thursday. I think, um, but then again, I didn't think he got a lot of service. I think this is Mitra's time. I think. Okay. I think this is the game. This is the game to say, okay, uh, go out there and give us sixty, give us sixty, sixty-five, and and just uh, the ball's going to get to your feet. Hold the ball, lay it off. Um, I, I I was thinking last night, going back to the playoff game against yep. the Brent fodder. Uh, and the second goal, where it was the one-two play between Brian and, and Mitra, that beautiful, he's held his man off, first-time pass, Brian's cutting between the defenders and finish it off. And that's the sort of thing that Mitra can do against an inexperienced back four, um, where if we get this right, we have the chances to really pen them in. I don't okay. think Thiago is particularly brilliant defensively. Jones is decent. Um, Wijnaldum, good in the air, but defensively, again, their back four is their biggest weakness. And poor Allison. Right. Allison's had a really tough three weeks, and um, for, for obviously for many reasons. So he's going to be a little fragile. So you've got... Um, they're pickable, and um, we're going to have to keep an eye on their, their front three, but Tosin has got to stay put. He's got a Tosin has to do his job, and his job is to be a defender and stay there, and not rely on having to gallop sixty yards to recover from a mistake and ending up knocking it into his own net, which was unfortunate. But again, he pushed too far. He got caught. We got caught, and then Spurs score. Okay, and, uh, that's a good lesson to learn. But anyway, those that's the eleven I would go with. Okay, let me ask you about two players, and I understand yes. Lookman. Okay, yep. let me ask you. If I go back and I look back at the last time the teams played, two players that actually were a huge part of uh, Fulham's team, and that would be Ivan Cavallaro and Bobby Decadova-Reed. Yeah. Okay, so I'm just going to throw this out there because maybe it's a matchup situation where you, you have two players that had success against Liverpool. Do you play them? Caviero, I say no. Um, 
Deca Dovery didn't came, even come off the bench against Spurs, and I, and I feel bad, bad because, you know, in that lineup, it's either going to be Reed um, or Lookman. But um, but Reed is a very very good option to come off the bench. I was a little surprised Scotty didn't bring him off the bench, unless and I know a you really like Bobby Decker. I'm, I'm huge, and usually I would be. He'd be one of my first. That's that's why I'm just mentioning yeah. because again, I, I I don't think we have really talked a lot about Bobby Decker over Reed. You know, he's had his spurts of uh, being up, and then you know maybe plateaued a little bit. But I'm thinking two players that played well against Liverpool, maybe they feature. Well, Mitra, I, I think Decadova Reed's going to play a massive role for the rest of the season. I just, okay. I just think he will. I just think I just have a gut. I just have a gut feeling this is Mitro time. Okay, this is it's time for Mitro. Um, this is a sort of game where we're saying, okay, come on, you're our talisman, um, and especially with the presser, um, where Scotty said that uh, Kearney's had a, a setback. Yep. I, I mean, uh, there, there's a part of me that thinks now we won't see him for the rest of the season. Yeah, I'm. I'm he's starting. Got, he's, he's, he's done. And I'm if starting that's to believe case, that too, my friend. Well, if yeah, that's the case, bad. that's okay. I mean, because we've got Reed, we've got Lamina, we've got Anguissa, we've got players that our midfield is one of our is probably our biggest strength. So we can we can we can we can do the job. I don't. I mean, Kearney, you know, when Kearney comes back, I mean, he's been gone for so long. It's going to take time for him to, you know, bed in. He's going to have to get playing time, and you're going to put him in in, in what are going to be basically F, you know cup finals. For the last eleven games, it's going to take yeah. some time. So I would almost say, plan for him not to be there. Okay. As opposed to fans going, oh, if, if Kearney comes back, left the chick. No, no, don't do that. He's not there. You can't do anything with a player who's not there. Plan without him, and then if he comes back, it's a surprise and a pleasant okay. surprise, and then let him fight for his place. But um, I just have a feeling that this is mutual time. I okay. I just. And I hope it is. I hope it is. Wouldn't it be great if he got the win at them all? Oh, it would be just fantastic. For sure. It would be fantastic. Okay, my friend. This all leads up to your prediction. Now, like you had mentioned on a prior preview show, you said that this is uh, the easier of the two matches, which is funny to say, between this and the uh, Tottenham's match, that you thought this was the one that, that you were more focused on as an opportunity for Fulham. So give me your prediction, and anyone watching live, feel free to share your prediction, and uh, I will share it here live as well. Well, I won't give the prediction. Uh, but, uh, I, I know many of the fans watching go on to BBC website to watch Mark Lawrenson's predictions. He gives, I don't even want to know. I don't even yeah, because, know. you know, for the last six years, he's, he's, a, he's only ever predicted one Liverpool loss. Yeah. And now he's got this thing where he gets these guests in, right? And the guests that he got in for, for this weekend's games – was a Liverpool supporter, so he predicted twelve nothing to Liverpool. <laughs> so he's an idiot. Okay. Now I was at the game when we lost ten nothing to Liverpool in the Milk yep. Cup in eighty seven, um, and I do remember that. But that Fulham and that Fulham team actually was decent. But that Liverpool team was one of the best Liverpool teams I've ever seen. They, okay. they were just fantastic. We're going to win one nothing tomorrow, and you can take that to the bank. Wow, Giannis is going for a one nil victory, Giannis. I predicted a full victory against Tottenham. I was wrong about that. But you know what? I could have been right if it wasn't for an interesting mm-hmm. decision. And um, listen, I have all the respect in the world for Liverpool. I do. And uh, I think that um, their injuries, and uh, sorry, we, I can't discount their injuries. You know, you're talking about their center back problem. That's a serious problem. But I think Jordan Henderson being out is just as big of a problem. And I think I that plays into Fulham's hands, okay? 
So I can see a similar situation we saw at Craven Cottage. I'm going two to one to Fulham. I, I know I probably shouldn't, but I'm going two to one to Fulham. Fulham need the points. They need to go for it. Two to one to Fulham. Uh, now I'm going to share some uh, some predictions. This is um, this is my friend Chris Liverpool to end the losing streak with a two nil no, win. Mane no, and Salah with the goals. No, <laughs> no. Dean Traverso three to one to Fulham. I like yeah, that. Yes. Let's see. Ralph Leach one one. Let's okay. see. Then we got. Kamal going 1-1, one, 1-2, one, one Fulham are very frustrated. Could fly fireworks tomorrow. Come on, you whites. Brian Lake, I think, already mentioned this. So, Brian, I'll mention it again. 1-0 to Fulham. So, so we're having a little bit of positivity. Giannis, before we go, I well, actually, let me see. We do have another one. Let's see. Let's see what this is. 1-1, one, one, but wary of a wounded Liverpool. See, I'm right there with you, my friend. I'm, I'm a little bit wary, too. But you know what? I, I think the Fulham players are going to be pretty ticked off from the other night, so I'd be afraid of a of a wounded Fulham team, if I'm being honest with you, because they must be really pissed off after what happened. Okay, Giannis, on a little funny note, I'm going to ask the audience, I'm going to ask you as well, because as I do these shows and, and, and I look at myself and I watch back these videos and it really pains me to watch myself doing these videos. My kids keep reminding me who I look like. Now, you're going to know this person. I don't know how many people know this, but this is, again, I have a huge head, as everyone can see. Do I look like Peyton Manning? My kids call me Peyton Manning head. Giannis. No. No, absolutely not. <laughs> if you look like Peyton Manning, then funny I look note, like Vin I thought, Diesel. I thought I would just throw that out there. What? If you look like Peyton Manning, then I look like Vin Diesel. No, 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 not at all. No, 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 no. I'll have to have a chat with your kids. No, no, okay. no, 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 no. Okay, okay. Not at I all. Just... By the way, to the, fans, to the fans out there, I was talking to Russ before the games, yep. and, and, you know, Russ has had his rant today, which is fantastic. But if you um, – I've, I've – um, one of the channels that I follow on YouTube is uh, Troops, T-R-O-O-P-Z, and it's the Arsenal channel. A lot of you have probably tuned into it already. And they've got this guy um, – it's like a lot of these channels, they do in-game commentary. Yep. But this guy, the guy, Troops, is – I have never seen a guy like this. And um, he's got his little partner, Zah, yep. uh, Z-A-H, and he's a little person. And um, it's funny. It's really funny to go onto the channel to watch his, Troops' rant after an Arsenal loss or an Arsenal draw. So today, if you go into YouTube yep. and you type in Troops, T-R-O-O-P-Z, and have a look at his rant – after the Burnley game today, unbelievable. I'll share it with Russ afterwards, and I love it because this guy, how he's not dropped dead from a heart attack. I think he's probably in his thirties. Yep. But he just goes ballistic. Now today he was very very angry with the See, referees. I, I enjoy all of these. Yeah, I, that's I have always to be fun. With you. Yeah. I, you know, I've I've told the Fulham supporters about this uh, Leicester City YouTube channel. The Tottenham YouTube channel. Oh, they're nothing compared to troops. Okay. Oh, oh, oh no, not even. No, 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 no. Those channels are the are the Wickham Wanderers to Barcelona for troops. <laughs> no, I mean it, it is it is. He sort of I don't know. He just loses it. Okay. He loses it, and then today's one, he actually walks off the why, set. Why do I appreciate that so much? I it's, have no it's idea. Brilliant. It's brilliant because <laughs> it, because it, actually troops today. One of the things he talked about was. Um, Oh, he just unloaded on Xhaka. 
just unloaded. Okay, okay, I'm definitely, um, I'm definitely going to check this out. But he um, was talking about you know VAR, and and he yep. actually mentioned you know what's happened the last seventy two hours with the handball today. Kante, he, he mentioned Lamina. Yep. So you know, I mean, he he does know his stuff, but he's what I like about him is that if you stand, if you're in the stands at Craven Cottage, it could be any stands, but let's say Craven Cottage. Yep. And you're a fan, and things are going right. Thing. He's your fan. He's your he's your average fan. Yep. This guy, you know. He's effing and he's jeffing and it's, you know, you score a goal and you're hugging a person you've, you've never met in your life before because it's, it's you're part of that family. Whatever See, I love watch, that. I love, yeah. you know, again, he, you know, I'll have to check it out. It, it seems like um, Chris is uh, watching it right now. Oh, it's, it, <laughs> Chris, you're, you're going to, he starts off slowly today for about a minute or two. Yeah. And then, and yeah, and Des has just said Robbie's done very well with his Arsenal fan channel. And that's a AFTV is the, the other Arsenal one, yep. and that's excellent. Okay. He's got a couple of nutters on that one as well, but <laughs> Troops is by far okay. the most. Oh, it's it just. I'll yeah, check it just, out, my friend. Yeah, I'll check yeah. it out. I, it's, I will, it's a lot of fun. I will definitely check it out. Okay. Great stuff. I want to mention this because. Because of uh, scheduling issues, there will not be a full-time show right after the Liverpool match. It will be a few hours after that. So I just want everyone to know that we will have a full-time show. It will be probably about two to three hours after the match. I know that might be a little bit disappointing, but there will be a match recap as we do a full-time show it'll still be our initial reaction it just will be a few hours later so i just want to mention that to everyone sorry about that but my schedule will not allow me to do it right after the match okay des All just right. asked by the way russ des just asked is troops worse than cliffy dean yes yes he yes he is you'll see <sighs> okay you'll okay see. good all right, all right, time to go. we got to wrap this up. For Yash and A.S., I'm Russ Gomes. Thank you, as always, for watching and listening to Cottage Talk. Don't you worry. It's the 90th minute, and all to play for at the end of the match. All your mates are around. You've got your McDougat share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? I know I'm in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.